this week on Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast, we preview Strange New Worlds, and we also talk about Picard Season 2, Episode 9, Hide and Seek. Thanks for joining us. How's it going? Hey, Johnson. I'm doing all right. How are you? Um, well, I tested positive for COVID yesterday. But for the I second time. The second time, correct. But I feel okay. It is like very much MBD this time compared to last No year. big deal for those who don't know the, the slang. Correct. Well, that's yeah. good. Uh, but this you a bit did of feel... In the back of my throat. Right. We were talking this before before we hit record, though, and I'm curious why a little bit more phlegm would cause you to go get tested. Well, it's more phlegm than usual. Like the back of my throat was scratchy. Okay. So it was like, okay, the back of my throat was not normally scratchy. I mean, usually there are allergies and I'm just like ill, as in like there's mucus. Okay. This was more than usual. I was like, oh, so... Okay. You know, I think that uh, it was worth kind of testing and it was unfortunately positive. So there we Unbelievable. are. Unbelievable. You have had it twice and I have had it zero. I know. And Dennis has had it and somehow you still didn't get it. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But like I said to you earlier, you are missing out. I don't know if I'm missing out, but You're um, missing out. Yes, it's, it's, it's now it just <laughs> continues to be a matter of when not if you know yeah which actually we were talking about at work the other day um at our social we were talking about how it's just a matter of if not if and have your co-workers gotten it all my co-workers have gotten it it's like incredible oh wow no only a few have gotten it uh yeah only all my friends gotten it all my co-workers have gotten it it's pretty terrible but so yeah uh yeah one of my co-workers is out with it right now um but everyone who worked around them is fine and i'm fine i've tested negative both yesterday and today Mm -hmm. because we saw a show saturday because i was like right yes right so fortunately you were next to me and fran was across the table so that that is good Uh, i mean the difference is probably five inches it's i don't know it's probably speaking her direction so, um, and yeah, so we had, yeah. So, I mean, the important part of that sentence is we got to see Fran while she was here for the yes. Strange New Worlds premiere. Fran from Sci-Fi Sisters, for those yes. of you that don't know who that is. But like, yes. Some people were like, who's Fran? Yes, true. Yes. That's true. Yes. Context. Uh, the other Sci-Fi Sisters were also in the, the greater New York area, just not able to meet up with us for brunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were further out. They're up in Westchester, which is yeah. not near Manhattan. If we push it hard, I feel like we could have met them for like a coffee or something, but it would have been too rushed, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they were not, they were not that far from us. The the red carpet was literally ten blocks from me. That's so. true. Yes, yeah, but yeah. they were, you know, I, you know, I'm, yeah. 
they looked like all the pictures were great. They had a great time. I've not yeah. seen, you know, I've not heard a firsthand account about it, but it looked great. Everyone had a blast and they well, got to see the thing me. is, if I was at the premiere, I could have given everyone COVID. So that's true. So that's very good. So it's for a reason. I wasn't there. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. So that is so, good. But yes. Uh, yes, it looks like it was fun. And then they had um, an after party at Robert, which is also right next to me. It's like swanky restaurant in um, the some sort of museum. I don't remember the name of it, but it's nice. Yeah, they look like they had fun. They did, and uh, yeah. So and and they're they the cast kind of knows who they are, so which is really kind of cool. So yeah, yeah, totally. Um, well, Anson does anyway. So I know. Well, they got uh, invited by Anson personally. So they did. Yes, yeah. which is really cool. Well, speaking of Strange Two Worlds, we did get a chance to watch the first five episodes. We didn't get invited to the premiere, but we did get a chance to watch the first five episodes, which we. Did not really talk about because Mike was a little bit nervous. Well, so I've only watched the first. I've only watched the first three. Oh, yes. So we can't even preview the entire, all the the first five set. No, and since people are going to hear this after the premiere, um, we can talk about that. We can talk a little bit more, not super specific, but we can talk a little more than, you know. Yeah, no, I think about the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first five episodes. Well, Mike, let's start with you. What did you, I know you only watched three episodes, but what do you think so far? High level. High level. I really am enjoying it. I am loving the episodic nature of it. I am loving the characters. I think they've uh, picked an incredible cast and the visuals are just amazing. Yeah. Uh, Just unbelievable. The Enterprise looks beautiful. And uh, yeah, it's just... uh, yeah, I'm really it enjoying. Looks expensive. Yes, it looks very expensive. Uh, I w- I want to live in it. To be honest, I mean, well, not even the enterprise, but the sets, the locations. Yeah. Use each up ep- each each episode. There's some sort of new thing, um, and they do a great job, like the set designs and mm-hmm. the just the production value of it. It's just like I see like money signs everywhere. It's great. Yeah. No, it is. Uh, it's definitely uh, a beautifully done very loved show and i think that the fans will love it i'm hoping the fans will love it uh, i've seen some backlash on a few things uh, really? online yeah so yeah and i don't really want to get into it too much i mean the the big thing is that robert a- april is bl- a black man which i think is oh totally ridiculous that i don't even know what race robert april is supposed to be is this be white not supposed i mean so he was white in the animated series oh okay yeah you ever see uh incarnation of him in live action no we've never oh i mean the animated series is barely canon so i know it's just ridiculous so anyway um yeah it's just it's just ridiculous the whole canon piece of this oh that's interesting but anyway uh you know i'm loving it i think that the actors the stars of the show are phenomenal i really love the opening title sequence Mm -hmm. which was released it's very beautiful yes um i like the theme jeff russo did really did a great job with it yeah 
Um, no, it's great. I, I like the opening sequence too. They did a great job. Yeah, so it just it feels like uh, it feels like Star Trek. If it, it feels more like Star Trek probably than than we've had before. So recently, anyway, you know, I mean, yeah, just in, just in the episodic nature of it, and you know, I think mm-hmm. the one thing that I really like too is that the Enterprise is a character. You know, it's uh, which has always been. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch, there's an eight minute thing I sent you on, on Instagram, but it's on, you know, various channels or whatever. Oh, I didn't watch it. Um, there's an eight minute preview, like 50 year, 55 years in the making. Oh, cool. Okay. So, um, yeah, but it, it does. Oh, sorry. No, the, the thing that I'm thinking about is something completely different. Oh. Uh, it was a short video I saw about the Roddenberry archive and their, doing some restoration of the cage and um, I don't know too much about it, but they were just Michael and Denise Akuda, who we both know and love. Yes. Um, we're just talking about how the enterprise was its own character. And yeah, yeah. So they're um, in all its iterations. So yeah, uh, I was applying that to strange new worlds, Got which it. Um, I totally believe. And it's a, you know, it's beautifully designed and um yeah we i think we both remarked that uh when you see the captain's quarters you're like whoa <laughs> but that was one thing i was gonna say it's not just his quarters everyone has really spacious quarters his quarters are out of control like it's literally he can host a massive dinner party yeah which he does in episode two but everyone else's quarters are very luxurious except for like ahura but she's a cadet yeah but honestly everyone else I went like, holy shit, like your quarters are larger than Captain Park's quarters on the Enterprise D. I mean, yeah. it's it's fine. I don't actually, I actually don't really care, but it's it's very spacious. Yes, it is. And they're, so, all, they're, they're beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I'm really enjoying what I've watched so far and uh I can't wait for more. Yeah. So uh yeah. Uh and I, and you know what I'm really enjoying too is so I'm watching them one by one, obviously, but well, yes. But I don't feel the need to continue. You know, yeah, I me don't... neither, which I'm like totally fine with. I don't feel like I need to watch all of it in one sitting. I can leave and come back to it. And it's yeah. totally fine. Which... Yeah, and when I've watched an episode, I feel like it's completed and I feel satisfied and, you know, mm-hmm. it's come to a conclusion. And, you know, so, uh, yeah, I, I do... And I do like the tie-in to Discovery in the premiere episode. Yes, there's a little bit of that. Yes. So I do really enjoy that uh, quite a bit. So, yes. yeah. Um, what do you? What about you? What are your kind of high-level thoughts? Oh yeah, on that? I agree with all the points you made. I think that everyone will. I feel there's going to be less for people to complain about, in the sense that you have. And we've talked about this before. We basically have a fresh start to each episode. So the director of each episode can try something different. The writer can try something different. Because episode four, I was just saying right before we started recording, episode four and episode five are really good. I think they're really good. I don't know if you're going to like them, but I I thought they were really good. They're probably my favorite episodes other than the pilot. And they're both really good, but for different reasons. Like episode four is intense. There's a lot going on. And episode five is funny and lighthearted. And I just like that. I like that you can do these different things and that 
you also get a lot of different characters spotlighted, mm-hmm. which despite the large cast, I feel there's still a few a few characters that we have yet to really see much of, um, at least not in the first five episodes, but you definitely feel that they're trying to spend more time with these characters and they're doing what um, the older series has done where each episode has one character that plays spotlight just a little bit more than everyone else. But I think that's great. I'm, I'm totally on board with that because we get to learn a little bit more. They still have these overarching character subplots going on and you know they're growing as people. You see that happening. Um, so I really like it. Um, I'm uh, so I'm I just want to give our listeners a uh, uh, assurance that I really am recording with Johnson and that this is in fact the Johnson who normally is very negative about what what he sees on Star Trek and then That's not true. But he's, I call he's, it he's doing is. I call it as it is. He's saying really overwhelmingly positive things about Stranger the World, which is positive. wonderful, wonderful I, to hear. But I, I just wanted it. our listeners, I wanted our listeners to know that this was in fact still Deep Space Pride, yes. and that Johnson was still my co-host. All right, so. all right. You're so reductive about me. I mean, you know, I <laughs> when I enjoy Star Trek, I say I enjoy Star Trek. I mean, when when I think Star Trek is crappy, I'm not going to be shy about it. Um, because it's not perfect, you know? Um, I think that, I, I do think that the live action series that we've gotten as of late have had strengths and weaknesses. In my mind, they've mostly been actually faulty than really achieving what they set out to be. Um, the reason why I really praise Prodigy and Lower Decks is because I feel they've done a really good job at trying to be what they, what they set out to do. Prodigy being a really inspirational, kids-oriented show that still retains a lot of these tenets of Star Trek, but you're trying to draw a new generation. I think they've done a fantastic job doing that. Yes. Lower Decks too. Like, it's set out to respect Star Trek, but it's funny, it's lighthearted, and you have these characters that bounce off each other really well, and it's about these Lower Deckers. And I think that as a show and as a conceit, they've just done really well doing that. Um, Picard Picard and Discovery... You know, I'm not going to get into it. I just think that because I think a big part of though, big part of it though, is because of the serialized nature of those shows. It's mm. they invest so heavily in this like one plot, and then I think before you know it, it just gets tired, and then they try to string you wrong. I, mean, I think that's honestly like a very consistent through line um, of much of my criticism of those two shows, and it exposes other weaknesses along the way. So mm. I think what is different about Strange New Worlds is that you get this fresh start. You do something new. You if you if one episode doesn't work, that's fine. You know we don't need to like harp on it forever and ever. It doesn't need to carry. You know those issues with that one episode don't need to carry and be carried through the entire season. So right, yeah. I think that there are definitely strengths of that kind of storytelling um, that has made Star Trek historically, even the old you know like the old series. We've had plenty of complaints about like. The original series, TNG, Voyager, you know, we ha- there's so many bad episodes. Um, no, it's not say Deep Space Nine because I think there are a couple of bad episodes, but relatively speaking, Deep Space Nine has more better episodes than bad episodes. Um, yes, I would But agree. the thing is that you get to start over. Just because you have a threshold on Voyager doesn't mean every episode's threshold, you know what I mean? It's not like the entire season is threshold and about 
Janeway and Tom Paris having salamander babies. Is, you know what I mean? It's not like the entire season. So I think that's what um, you get to reset and you're like, oh, did that episode even happen? Let's just forget about it, you know? Well, I also think it gives people an opportunity to have a favorite episode and like like an episode because it's based on a char- certain character that they're interested or they find connective to who they are. So sure. I think that that's also the, um, the nice thing about this. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. you also get the opportunity to not only to do that, but you get the opportunity to tackle different issues because not the entire season needs to be about one issue or one conflict, right? Mm-hmm. So episode one, which is going to air by the time that we, that this epi- that this pocket episode comes out, so I don't think it's a big spoiler, there is a little bit about, you know, society and our, our day and age, right? Mm-hmm. And where we are at the moment, and it's weaved in actually really well into the episode plot line. And at the same time, it's like, it's not harped on endlessly. It's like, all right, you know, next episode is like something completely different. And next episode, in my mind, is a little bit, not to spoil too much, is about being surprised or kind of embracing the unexpected by, you know, I'm not, I don't want to spoil it, but it's like, oh, you, you know, you, something unexpected happens and you're like oh that actually was not what i thought how it was going to turn out when you meet someone new for example if you recall season episode two a little bit with the with the comment and everything oh right 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 yes 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 yes, yes. thanks i watched it like so much longer before than you come on remember no, I, yeah no sorry yeah. i'm i'm a little tired tonight but uh but yes the, the point is like you, you also get to try out like different themes different messages mm-hmm. um different moral stories every yeah. episode you know and i think that that gives you something just a new point of view every episode yeah but, i agree uh, i'm i'm excited for it and i think uh the cast that they pulled together is really phenomenal like yeah. extremely talented diverse uh yeah just just amazing actors and uh, I think that that's great because I think we all really we were bought into Anson, Rebecca and Ethan. But mm-hmm. these other characters are these other actors are extremely talented and add a nice uh, balance and, and interest in uh, into yeah. the story as well. So, um, yeah, I love. Out. Oh, do you have um, that? That's actually a good segue. Do you have. Um like a favorite character i mean i i love ortegas i really do she's so spunky yeah she's just yeah melissa navio is um really cool yeah i i think yeah she's really great um trying to think i mean i i don't not like i mean so also shout out i've got a little bit of a crush on ensign uh on chief kyle um He's Kyle. He's the Asian? transporter chair. Yeah, the cute Asian guy. The skinny Asian guy. Yes, he's cute. Um, well, you're into Asians, I guess. Yes. Um, so yeah, uh, I also I also really like Doctor Mabenga. I, I think it's a it's a different, interesting doctor who, as we learn, has uh, some things going on and. Uh, um so i i you know 
I, I, yeah, I just, I love the introduction of him when Pike meets, sees him for the first time in this series, you know, in this show. Sure. Yes. They obviously, they know each other from before. Mm -hmm. So that is not, that should not be a surprise, but I'm talking about their first scene together in this, this show. It's in the pilot, so it's not big, big spoiler. Yeah. So anyway. Um, yeah, what any favorite characters for you? No, I, I love Ortega's. Um, she's so great. Um, she's definitely one of my favorites. I actually, I'm, I'm actually really liking all the women, to be honest. Yeah, They're all very different. Yeah, um, Nurse Chapel. I'm glad that we're giving her like more to do, and they're all kind of spunky in different ways. They're all very yeah. strong women, and mm-hmm. I love strong women. Yes, <laughs> um, me too. Me too. Yeah, I actually I know that you had your um, reservations, but I actually do like Laon. I mean, she's a she's a, she's a darker character, and she has more baggage. She's definitely darker. She, yeah, she's, you know, she's she's a very she's a survivor. You know, like. And I really do like about her. And she obviously has a chip on her shoulder, but she also cares about people. And you see more of that in episode four. You get more of okay. that um, of her okay. backstory. But it comes out of a place where she does care. Um, and I really like that. They're all just so different. And you can see that they, you know, they, they have different layers of complexity. And I think that my hope is that we get more and more of that and we get to spend more time with them. Yeah, and huge um, shout out to Celia Gooding for playing Cadet Uhura. She's she really does a nice job of being like this cadet, mm-hmm. almost sort of. There's some Tilly there, you know. There's there's some joy and some excitement there that we haven't seen since like first season or second season to Tilly and discovery. Not the same kind uh, of awkwardness, but you're talking about just kind of like enthusiasm. Just enthusiasm. Yeah. Like the, you know, just excited to be, be a part and be a part of Starfleet and all of this. And so, yeah, she's, she's doing a really great job of, uh, of inhabiting that character from an earlier time frame than we've ever seen before. So, right. um, yeah, so I think yeah, I agree. All the women are strong. Rebecca Romaine as number one is she's just phenomenal and she just has this how do I want to describe it? She just has this gravitas that poise. I can't really just poise. Yeah, poise, maybe or um yeah, just uh yeah, it's I, I can't I wanna hang out with her. Like <laughs> I mean I think number one I don't is just hang out with her. Like I mean, I would hang out for, with. I would hang out. Who would I want to hang out with? Let me let me think about this. No, she's just so she's like dry, she's funny, but she's dry. She's caring but strong. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, yeah. I think it's her poise, for lack of a better word, because it's late and I can't think of. I wouldn't want to hang out with. I, I I need to hang out with someone that's like sillier, like Ortega's, like. I, I would hang yeah, with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, Ortegas is someone you want to take to a party. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and Nurse Chapel is Or even someone... Nurse Chapel. Nurse Chapel is also kind of, like, you can see that she has, like, a humor, like a humor. She has a playfulness Very playful. about her yes. that uh, is, um, yes, is great. So, yeah, I mean, the cast is phenomenal. So um, we'll do a deep dive into episode one episode next one. week. Yeah, and and uh, maybe even episode two. We'll have to figure out how we're gonna do this. Yeah, I mean, um, overall, I'm 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 liking it. I I have actually very few criticisms. 
it's you know I I actually think that it's it's doing what it set out to do in terms of being like a new live action series that has a different take than discovered in Picard and I think it's doing a great job in that regard that sounds like a great segue right there I love that let's just leave it there well one spoiler alert well one spoiler alert slash news item that we talked about briefly yeah. is Allison Pill did an interview. I think it was MovieWeb. And she basically let it out that she's not in Picard season three. And by the time this, by the time our, by the time our episode airs, this will probably be pretty obvious or, or not. I don't know. Or maybe we saw the last of her in this episode. Oh, God. Episode I, nine. I don't know. I don't know. We need but... to go back to. Oh, we need to go back to the one. Stargazer. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yes, I am, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm annoyed by this. Displeased. Yes. I am, I am displeased. Yes. I, I, you know, I, I get it that she's doing an interview for another show, but to let something slip like that, I just think, you know, if it had been a week later, said like, Oh, sorry. I can't talk about it. Yeah. You know, with the finale coming up, I, I'm just really, yeah, I am really, yeah. I'm not happy that that came out at all. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, yeah, I just, I'm disappointed and I've, I really like Alison Pill. I think she's done a phenomenal job this season mm. playing, uh, Girardi slash the Borg queen MVP. Yeah, definitely. She's definitely, you know, and, and just to let that slip really just disappoints me. And, and it annoys me because I really, I really want to go into this finale with my, you know, just to en- enjoy the ride and see what happens and see how it all comes together. Sure. Uh, how this season kind of comes to a close. And I didn't want any preconceived notions about mm. things. And I really, well, we're definitely going to get her. It's just like, you know, no, it's just, no, to. it's just not cool. I mean, you know, and I'm sorry, you know, I really like Allison, but I'm just, I'm, you know, wow. You're, you're she's a- not, I'm disappointed. I wasn't that disappointed. I was like, oh, okay. No, I am. Yeah, because I think, you know what? Everything's focused on Strange New Worlds. There's no reason why she had to do an interview for this, you know, now and then, you know, let that spill. I just think that that's kind of crappy. Two days. Well, I don't think that she's going to be the only cast member that won't be in season three personally. But they're not. If that, you know, I'll be equally pissed off if one of them did an interview in the next forty-eight hours. You know, I agree. I I think that I don't think any of them should say anything. Um, you know, I have my suspicions that, um, like we're not going to get Soji back. I don't think we're going to get Eleanor back. But you know, that is yet to be confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Um. So that was yeah. That was one breaking item. Yes, that was yeah. uh, breaking me in more than one way. All right. Well, okay. So I think this is then an excellent segue into our episode discussion of season two, episode nine of Picard, Hide and Seek. You'd have a cohort pulled from the dying, recruit from derelict ships, flotsam of space. You'd have us collect scraps and offer second chances. What if we take this ship? and build a better board. A real collective, based not on assimilation, but salvation. Think about it. A Borg collective that embraces the uniqueness of its members. You ask us to embrace weakness. I'm positing that what you've written off as weakness is actually strength. 
cooperation. Your proposal is absurd. But not entirely unintriguing. Imagine. Members who would fight harder for what they chose. Who would lose no battles because they made no enemies. Who would not be discarded and replaced. Attachments could grow and deepen. Like Seven. Didn't you love her once too? And wasn't she the best of what we could be? Somebody who used her Borg half to serve the best of her humanity. Let's build a universe of sevens. Let's start with this one. All right, Mike. So why don't we talk really quickly just about how of thoughts when it comes to this episode, and then we can go into the specific uh, like character. Okay, plot. yeah. Why don't we do that? So, sure. Mike, why don't you start since I'm the one that's leading this podcast? Um, yeah, how was that, thoughts about this episode? What do you think? Did you like it? Dislike it? Do you think? It's no, I thought this was really. Yeah, yeah, I thought this was a good solid episode. Um, I thought it was fast paced and interesting. A lot going on. I was there were so many things happening, uh, and uh, yeah, I really, I really did enjoy. At all, even um, you know, I mean, obviously there is the the one scene that I think it, that every is on everyone's mind. And what scene? Uh, when they when they show her uh, Yvette hanging in oh, the atrium, okay. and then they back it out in time. I think that mm -hmm. that's a little little hard because um, you actually see her doing it in mm -hmm. reverse, but when they did it. Um, but still, um, that was a little, little hard. Um, and then seeing Jean-Luc come in and, and see that as well. Uh, so, but I thought, you know, overall, I thought that we saw some, some good movement in the, 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 um, plot and we're moving towards the end, you know, we're left with a lot of questions. Uh, so, so very many questions, um, still. And, uh, yeah, I thought it, it ended interestingly enough and it, and it seemed to end like everyone was like, okay, well, we've got to go now save this mission, the Europa mission. And they're like, like, but they're also stuck there. I, yeah. That was really so there's gonna, that. Wouldn't that be one of the major concerns? Like, how are we going to go back to the future? Cause. Well, so I guess I guess thinking about it out loud a little bit, I'm guessing that their thought that or their thought as characters is that they are um, here to save the future, and what happens to them is irrelevant as long as the future is restored. Sure. So there is that piece. Um, so yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I was kind of shocked as the La Serena took off and went to warp and yeah, they're, like, just, they're just like standing there not upset they're just kind of like no there was like some like jumps in logic because no because like rafi and gerardi are the only ones that had the communication with the board queen about her plans take the take the oh yeah, yeah. The but then once they meet up it's like they kind of all know you know there's there wasn't like oh like they're all kind of in the loop 
Yeah, I don't know. yeah. It's there's like just weird, like, oh, where was a conversation about what now? Kind of, I don't know. Yeah, there, there's some small things like that. Um, that but what did you think about the whole episode over like overarching? Yeah, overall, I actually like this episode. I liked it more than the last four episodes. Um, and I think that we're finally barreling our way towards the finale. It's finally resolving some things. There's still a lot, like you said, there's we got no cue at all. He wasn't even like reference, I think, in this episode. Mm. Um, so this just goes back to my complaint, which is I'm not sure. I have a feeling the Q stuff is going to be rushed. I don't know if it's going to be carried over season three. If it's not, then it's going to feel super rushed to me. We still need to go back to the future and unveil Gerardi most likely as the poor queen. Um, I still don't understand like some of the, because like, if you remember one of the questions that I had when right before we jumped back into the past or whatever was the poor queen saying to John Luke, look up. Right. And that's a reference to what his mom used to say. But that cue was never given. So how does how does that connect? So you have to like there's all these things mm. that we have I'm going to guess right now that that is not going to be resolved. That, but that's annoying. Like things like that. It's no, like, I know. That's that's you know, that's your I have all challenge. these questions yeah. like why did Girardi go through all the theatrics of like taking over the bridge and drawing power and then taking all this time to unveil herself and in like you know like there are all these things like you know like i, I if it is Gerardi, which you're most 90 percent sure it is it's like why go through all the theatrics um and i don't know there you know mm. whatever you know what i'm talking about is this like there's yeah, yeah. questions that's gonna be lingering and i feel that we're gonna have if, it, if it's a sentiment episode if we're lucky to unpack it and i'm just like why why and we they still need to stop Sung from destroying the europa mission i'm like oh my god there's so much to do well Um, so yeah speaking of Sung, he suddenly disappears after you know after rios comes and and appears transports in the middle of the the fight and disappears and like where's like he doesn't have a transporter (laughs) yeah he ran away so he has no transporter like how did he get it's just one like how is he gonna get back you know so it's just like hollywood villain moments it's like oh he's uh, he's gone i guess we can't track him down we'll have to do him later you know it's mm. there's a thing you know i i don't know um i feel that i'm gonna be left thirsty with questions um i mean again i still like this season more than season one so Oh, even if it's unsatisfying, I'm gonna give it a higher rating. Um, I just wish again that we weren't so rushed. I feel there's, there's so much I need to unpack in the last episode, mm. and it's gonna feel rushed to me no matter mm. what. But yeah, whatever, we'll see. But overall, I did like this episode because um, yes, it, it finally like things congealed. The Picard stuff, it, we finally got more answers. They mm-hmm. really did a final reveal as to what happened to a bed, blah blah blah. So um, yeah, so why don't we go really quickly, um, do a quick um, deep dive into um, some of the various character subplots. So yeah. why don't we start with um, Picard and Talon. So their little adventure in the underground, and that's really where we get, um, you know, a, lot, a little bit more about Picard's backstory. Yeah, um, I, I enjoyed this part of it. Uh, I thought it was really well done. Um I thought the sets were amazing for all of this. 
I thought the chateau sets were were pretty pretty believable and pretty real. I'm trying to remember, so you're gonna have to walk me through anything that I miss or forget because I've only watched this once. Uh huh. Um. But the obvious the the ghosts of of the past are kind of there and kind of Picard's periphery as he's yeah trying to find his way out of out of this and out into the backyard mm-hmm. into the whatever the chapel or whatever the escape route is and then out into the field so he can get on the la serena which he never does because the eventually he somehow leads himself back to the atrium mm-hmm. and uh but i thought that all of that was really well done like I, th- I yeah i just thought that 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 piece i thought they weaved it in well it didn't yeah. um I, I thought I did a better job trying to weave in that story with what was going on versus the monsters episode, um, which was a lot. Where it's of all logic. in his head. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot in his head. But then it was kind of like I, you know, I'm I my one of my um, notes about the episode. I thought it was just kind of really slow, um, but here because they're kind of weaving it into the action, I, I thought it it kind of, you know, it 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 rushed things along a little bit more from in a good way, like it, it like push things along from a storytelling perspective. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that that was uh, a really good into to kind of emerge in the atrium where it all happened as, in mm. his childhood. I'm really glad that there wasn't um, anything to do with his father in this episode. I'm glad it was just focused on his mother, um, you know, and and seeing, finding her. Uh, but also knowing that he was responsible for releasing her. So um, I thought there was some touching moments where they're laying in, like he's laying in the bed with his mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's definitely traumatic and seeing that. I think they really did a great job of showing that those experiences from a child's perspective mm-hmm. and not really explaining a lot because a child wouldn't have explanations for things like it would in a child's memory it would be kind of like patchy like that like knowing where the key is getting the key going in laying with his mom you know waking up not his mom's not there going to find her you know i thought it was just really well written in that sense that it wasn't too overly overwritten as if an adult were writing it it was it felt very real to me in the sense that the this was the memories of of what a child would remember Mm. um you know there wasn't yeah so i thought that that was really well done um it certainly does explain a lot about picard's background um i actually think that this is actually a really really great um really great point about um his background and why it's so hard for him to become connected to people and why he's always standoffish. And um, so it, it, for me, it really did kind of explain a, a core. So in your, sorry, in your mind, what's, what is the connection between, obviously it's trauma, I get that, but between what happened with him and his mom and then him letting people in? I think it's just uh, the fear of loss. Uh, just you know, if you're not attached okay. to people, you can't you can't get hurt. 
So it's a protect self-protection kind of thing. Yes, it's all related to trauma, but I think it's more mm. of like a self-protection thing. Um yeah, I mean, you know, it's obvious that he's, you know, he's close with the crew of the Enterprise D and he's still close. If you remember back to uh, season one, he met with his friend who was on the Stargazer, the doctor who was on the Stargazer for a number mm -hmm. of years. So, you know, he does have some relationships, but I think it's their work relationships and they've stayed work relationships. And, um, you know, but who said it, friends? You know, it's, it's. I think wasn't the pos the the posit. Yeah, no, I, I'm not saying about friends. I'm just saying about a, like a more someone like, who a like love a like deeper, like, like yeah, a, like a not a relationship, but um, yeah. I mean, like more than a friend, I guess. Yes. Yeah. I think I think he's able to form friendships. Obviously, that's clear. But I think that it's romantic relationships. Romantic. That very. That's the word um so yeah so i think that that sort of explains a lot for me on on his perspective around that so and and why he's that way so i thought it was um that was really really well done um and, and you know at the end where he's kind of at face to face with sung and you know i wasn't convinced that there wasn't going to be someone hurt or shot or you know i you know, I, I felt I felt that the level of threat was real at that point. Um, so I was I was really surprised when Rios kind of appeared in the middle of the room versus, you know, for, in another part and came running in and like, you know, shot them from behind or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, I felt the threat level. I really thought that um, Sung was going to win and like there was going to be more. More. Oh really? I yeah. I, I did not feel that it was. No, I felt. I felt. I didn't feel I, the stakes. I didn't feel. Yeah, the oh, I felt. I definitely felt the stakes in that scene. So yeah, that's sort of. Uh, did I miss anything? What, did you have any other additional thoughts for that piece of it? What did you think? No, I agree with the points. I think I think they did a good job. I mean, they did. You know, definitely. Like I said, definitely was weaved, like in a more organic way i would say into um what was happening around him and i i actually like that um and obviously the whole thing where he and young picard and yvette are playing hide and seek and then they're kind of trying to hide from the mercenaries and so i mean like thematically i think it worked a lot better um than mm -hmm. how yeah. they try to do it in monsters um I mean, mm -hmm. we we tried to some old ground, but I thought I thought it was it was fine. Like I, you know, like it, we we saw more of them. I like that we saw a little bit of, um, like his childhood where they had some like more normal moments between Maurice, Yvette, and Picard. Mm. You know, the stem oh yeah, yeah, it's kind of nice that. to see that. Yep. yep. Before things went downhill very suddenly, um, but you know, I, I actually like that we saw a slice of like quote unquote normal life, um, before. Yeah, but things went to shit, I, I suppose. Um, right. But yeah, no, I mean, yes, I like this. Um, overall, um, yeah, it was, it was great. And Talon continues to be awesome. Um, she's obviously going to be in the finale. I don't think she's going to be in season three, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was good. Mm, awesome. Um, cool. Who do we want to talk about next? You pick one. Well, I think, uh, all right, so since I mentioned Rios, we'll just go with Rios. Uh, I think sure. transporting away, I thought that was really good uh, that he listened to Picard 
and that you know that all happened um mm. and picard tried to protect him by locking him out uh so i thought that was all really good i thought that um i thought they underplayed a little bit ricardo's tra- like traumatization if you want to call it and i mean, i think we're overusing that word a little bit but the impact of him being a part of that i thought that was kind of under- what Rios? Ricardo? No, Ricardo. The her her son. His name is oh, Ricardo. Oh, I don't know. I don't I don't know the name of her son. Yeah, Ricardo, I think is his name. Okay. Um uh I think they underplayed his his trauma and kind of put him to bed too quickly and like obviously it's not a focus, but you know, I thought that it was I didn't necessarily believe that he was sort of traumatized, I guess. So that's why I feel like it was underplayed, but I understand that they kind of needed to get him out of the picture so that he and Teresa could kind of talk and I was kind of, I mean, I guess the fact that the mission had kind of kicked back into high gear kind of changed his mind. And he was like, I, I gotta finish this. I gotta, yeah, Mm -hmm. I gotta, you know, so I, I think some people are going to have a challenge with like, well, five minutes ago, he was like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stay behind. And well, no, I, I think in a mission setting like that, when, lives are at stake when his like crewmates lives are at stake i I think that you know that comes first yeah so you kind of see that kicking back in um and his desire to go back and help them right so um and he gets there in the nick of time in the nick of time yes Yes. um so yeah i you know i thought i don't know how he was able to figure out like talon's transporter but whatever okay yeah or well, well, sure. Yeah. It's like Starfleet engineers. They can do anything. <laughs> really? You know, they really can. So they really can. It's, it's, it's typical. So it's not yeah. Really, it's not really so that's, uh, there's that, uh, you know, I just wanted to kind of get that out of the way since I mentioned Rios. Do you have any other thoughts on the Rios story? Not line? really. Do you think that, okay. Do you think, do you still think that he's going to stay behind or do you think Teresa and the kid are going to go with him back to the future? Um, if, if it's of those two choices, I think he's going to stay behind. I don't think that they're going to go to the future with him. And I'm I'm skeptical. I'm kind of skeptical about. So here's how would this break down? I guess Um, I'm trying to think of like, I think it's even odds. No, I no, I don't think I think there's a 50% chance he's going to um, stay behind, stay behind. I think there's a 30% chance that they will go to the future with him. And I think that there's a 20% chance that, um, what was the other option? Shoot. I mean, he could just go back without them. That he goes back without them. Is that, there we go. I guess that's thinking? the other option. Yes, I, be... I lost that at the end. I mean, I don't think any... any of them are going to die. Like, I, I don't, I don't think, think so either. No, I don't I, think so either. I think, um, I think it's, I still think he's going to end up staying behind is my yes. bet. I don't think they're going to go through the future. I don't think they're going to separate. I think that he's going to stay behind. Yeah, I, I agree with those odds. I think there's a possibility that they might go to the future, but I think that more than likely he's going to, especially like given some of the episodes where he's like, yeah, the 21st century is kind of cool. <laughs> you know, I feel like he's going to probably stay there. Though. Yeah. You mean the I don't, 20, I don't really the 21st know about century, the, not the 24th century, the 21st. No, no, 20, I said 21st. If oh, I, okay. Sorry. If I, uh, yes, I said 21st. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if we're gonna get like these like butterflies they kept on talk, which they kept on talking about and trying mm. to like, but I don't know. They've, they've honestly they've done so much 
it's ridiculous. Like, by the way, they just left all these mercenaries around. Did they even kill all of them? That's a question. And they have all this, like, now, like, war technology in them. By the way, Talon, you know, her uh, her phaser rifle breaks. She just throws it on the floor. I'm like, all right, I guess well, someone finds that. That's that's unfortunate, you know. Um, they're just, uh, you know, they, they're, they're becoming a little bit more, like, just laissez-faire about the temporal prime directive or whatever you call it. But at sure, this point, yeah. it's like shit. It's like, yeah. whatever. At this point, fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> So anyway, and yeah, that's the other thing, like, because if they get left behind or, you know, that's the other thing, it's like, um, well, that's, that's not going to help, you know, the timeline if they, if they can't go back to the future and they're stuck there. Um, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. So, all right. Now we're left with two juicy ones. So why don't we talk, I mean, why don't we talk about, um, Rafi and Rafi and seven. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, um, I mean, so, uh, I don't even know where to begin with them. I, I sort of went I mean, right to the end. I went, yeah. They're great together. I think that, yeah, I think all the scenes with them in it are awesome. I love the chemistry between them. I love the, the, the talking, the way that they're talking to each other. Mm. They're both pretty aware that they're not necessarily going to live out live through this and fulfill what Rafi saw as their future which was sitting on some bench watching right old, they, you know yeah, being they, old they growing old together with they might not survive yes yeah yes. that was a that was a good scene yeah, yeah uh, I really enjoyed that scene that's uh, probably one of my favorites in this episode and then and then obviously you know we have you know seven gets fatally wounded by the Borg queen when she's uh-huh. Girardi, uh, when she's more Borg queen than Girardi. Um, I guess, I don't know even how to qualify that, but anyway. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like the, their attack was a little slow with like dumb witted, you know, like not well, as I was saying before we started recording, I don't understand why they couldn't have used Talon's transporter more tactically. Like, right. Yes. And the transport technology is very, you know, I, so I don't know why the board queen, for example, if she had full control over the Las Arenas transporters, why they can just like beam all the, you know, all her, all her enemies into space. Like you could do that. Like, you know, why like go around, like mm. trying to chase them down or like, you know, send mercenaries after them. Literally, she could probably lock onto them and beam them into space. That probably wouldn't be too hard for the board queen to figure out. Right. But then there'll be no story. Um, also, did they really have to, you know, they did not have to like make all their ways through the through the mercenaries, through the chateau, through the underground. If they literally was like, hey, how about we transport a little bit closer? Like we can still say hit it and then let's transport a little bit closer so that we don't have to like go through like this whole gauntlet. Um, but of course, if we did that, that would also be kind of boring. So whatever, it's fine. Um, it, 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 it was kind of a journey, you know, it, it was a journey for them to get there. I feel they barely made it. Picard and Talon didn't even make it. Um, and then yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think, you know, the hard part is that they're trying to do something at the console and either lock her out or do something. And they're not really paying attention to, like, she's still around. Like, 
you know, be on heightened alert. Why, why are you going to let her walk out of that, whatever, whether it was a turbo lift or whatever, or a room. And then they also were like, they had their guns at her and they were like, don't make us do it, Gerardi. I'm like, okay, she's not in control. Just at least heavily stun her or something. Yeah, exactly. You know? I think that that's like, at the least logic. Stun. At least try to heavily stun, you know, like, yes. you don't have to vaporize a woman, but, you yes, know, I agree. Stun. That's the setting. So um, the only thing I, I just literally thought of this, the only thing I can think of is possibly because they are Confederation weapons that they may not have heavy stun. It's like, oh, it's, kill or not possible. kill possible. possible. So possible. Um, I just, you know, creating it out for, for that, for them, if that's it. But yeah, I thought it was kind of, um, yeah, maybe, maybe that is the answer. That's why they didn't want to shoot her. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that they were kind of ill prepared for her. You know, that she was coming, you knew she wasn't far away. Like you're by the console and then you get hurt. I mean, could they at least like meme her? Like even if they didn't vaporize her, at least meme her. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know you something. Know. You know. Something. Yeah. So that's. Uh, so then, yeah. Well, we still got some juicy parts. Like um, I loved Seven dropping Janeway and talking a little bit about post Voyager and mm. how she tried to join Starfleet. Yes, and they wouldn't let her. Uh, that was great. And then yep. Rafi was like, "You'll make a great captain." I wonder if that's foreshadowing. Maybe mm, I wonder that too. Yeah. yeah. I think someone would make an amazing Starfleet captain. Just saying. She would be great. Well, and also, you know, with that, I think that's a great foreshadowing. Also, because then who is going to captain the Stargazer if Rios doesn't come back? Sure. So there's that, you know? I mean, um, it's just need to like go through like Starfleet training. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know, but I, don't I think, think I, I think I think if they get back there and you know Admiral Picard is there and he's like, I hereby promote you to captain of the Stargazer, take command, and she starts to take command because she's you know an ex Borg fighting against a Borg threat. That might be interesting. Oh, I just I just got my prediction for discovering Trek. All right, well I'm happy. <laughs> there you. we go. Um, um, yeah, I I would love to see that because um, I w- I think that would help her because obviously a big that would be a great kind of completion of an arc, an yes. amazing arc for seven yes. because and i think it also would would help if rafi and her both make it i think it would be great they could start possibly serve together um or at least it would be like they're both in starfleet so they could take leaves together and things like that it'd be a little more organized than her being in the rangers and kind of just being you know kind of on her own i think that that would be no i think that would yeah. be a great um way to because a lot of seventh journey um this season and honestly her entire story arc on star trek in general is about her trying to reconcile her humanity with her board so i think we're getting to a point where she's starting to learn to how to embrace both like she's not there yet but I think if she was, well, she's definitely to... learning how to embrace her humanity through For this sure. process. And yes. now, now that she's Borgified again, she's, you know, now she maybe it's always that at integration. Odds, right? It's always at odds. And I'm sure that that's also yeah. an issue with her relationship with Rafi too. But I feel that if, mm-hmm. if she's able to, if we're able to get her into Starfleet and she can be recognized and, and embraced for how different she is, she can also do that. I don't know. I feel there's something there. 
there's something to be cultivate like in terms of like you know yeah, for, yeah, yeah. i like for, i like where your head's at character. something 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 there's something there yes Writer i like where i like where your head's at I, i'm i'm on board with that uh and i think that it's a it's an excellent relationship to continue to foster and grow as a as a as a different kind of uh lgbt relationship like sure. you know we we see the gay characters in discovery and that discover you know that family and now i think we're seeing a lesbian couple which i think would be an amazing experience because it is very different than than what we've seen before it's also very different than and i've had this discussion with on discovering trek you know that um that it you know people expect have a certain expectation from a lesbian relationship and they're looking for a romantic relationship and this is more like and i explained it to them you know this is two career women coming together as partners but still very much focused on their career and still it's a different kind of you know it's there isn't the romantic type relationships that you see like rios right. and teresa that's very romantic and very you know that sort of world whereas the re the relationship with rafi and seven is just so different but also so good because it's an example of another type of relationship. It doesn't, you know, right. they, they do love each other. They do have deep care for one another. It's just not shown in the way that, you know, most people are familiar with outside of mm -hmm. being part of the LGBTQ community. So, um, so yeah, I think it's, it's a great, and I would love to love to see that kind of continue and be able to ex be explored a little bit. So, yeah, no, I, I yeah, totally agree with that. And, um, you know, it's I think that that's what is really interesting um, and tricky about this is um, and I don't know what relationships are really going to be like in the 24th, 25th century. Um, obviously, I think nowadays we're still very much burdened by like gender roles and obviously we're you know, things have become different now. Like there's like subversion of that, right? But I think that for, at least for a lot of um, like same sex um, relationships, sometimes there's a little bit more navigating that needs to happen when it comes to like quote unquote roles in the relationship. Yeah. Not to like put specific boundaries or barriers around that or like put labels on it. But sometimes you do need to figure out like, you know, based on the, the personality, like who is more the caretaker role, because you are going to have someone that is more nerd. Sometimes you are going to have one person that is more inclined to nurture. Um, and sometimes you are inclined to have someone that is more like work oriented, career oriented, but that's not always going to be every relationship. You know, like I think sometimes in like more heteronormative relationships for better, for worse, those, those planes are defined. But even in those cases, we've seen that like, you know, that can be damaging. Right. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I think that I'm, I'm basically saying that like in this case, because there's so much complexity to these two characters and they also are trying, not only are they trying to figure themselves out, they, because like they have so much baggage, but they also, but then you throw a relationship into it. Then it's like, you're not trying to figure yourself out. You need to figure out like this other whole other person, this whole other dimension and how that is compatible with you as an individual. And you're, you're already a mess, you know? Um, and they both need like, they both need like a lot of therapy, basically. Um, yeah, they not only need individual <laughs> therapy, they also need couples therapy. And it's interesting yes. to kind of see that. Um, because yeah, like, I think my gist is like, there are no predefined roles for these two women. 
You know, there mm-hmm. are no right. predefined lanes in terms of how this kind of relationship should be operating or like this is the role that you play or this is like your responsibility. Um, so I think that it kind of, you know, definitely opens up a lot of exploration, which we've done a little bit this season, which, you know, we've definitely done some of that. Which yeah, I- yeah, uh, that's all really great. Nice, uh, nice work there. Yes, you're welcome. Yes. Um, the other one thing that I will say about uh, this storyline before we transition to talking about Gerardi and War Queen is um, we also got Elnor, kind of. We back. did, yeah. yeah. Uh, E-C-H, Emergency Combat Hologram, right? Yep, Emergency Combat Hologram. He had a mobile emitter for some strange reason. I, I was very... Oh, did he? Yeah. It, we oh, watched. Wow. It was, okay. I, I did not understand why he had a mobile emitter. It made no sense. Oh, I don't know okay. if maybe at some point maybe in the script they were supposed to like leave the ship or something but um oh, maybe he literally has a moment or just pay attention it's I, know, I believe you i believe you i'm i'm, um, I'm, I'm because the war queen targets it like when she like uses her like tentacle and like uh, him. i, I was just like why is our moment because he doesn't need one because we know that the holograms can also be tactile on the last arena if they need to be yeah yeah um yeah. oh that's interesting but I don't, I don't know i thought that was that was odd um, it was great to see Elnor and um, Elnor got some good scenes, and I feel that because of this, we're not getting Elnor back because you have the emotional resolution. Is I don't, I don't think. Yeah, we do, but back. also, I mean, practically speaking, the body of Elnor is gone back with the, or is with the Borg Queen. Oh, that's Elnor. right. It's in a, <laughs> it's in a so Delta The the Borg, you know, uh, unless unless there's you know unless there's some way she preserves it and and brings him back uh in the finale but um <laughs> that's a good point which is <laughs> which is, which is totally possible i that's funny because you said that that at the beginning of the show about you know returning characters and um and i thought it was funny because i'm like yeah um he can't really return cuz he's uh, on the last serena unless i do some weird reset thing but I don't. Well, no. So I, th- I think I think it might be possible that she'll she'll transport him back aboard the the Stargazer in the future. Four hundred years later. Yeah, I mean it's possible. I mean if she's possible. alive, you know. Yeah, I mean she's borgified though. I mean that probably makes a difference. Yeah, she is. But yeah. if he's in stasis or in you know in cold freeze, maybe there's maybe in all in those four hundred years or all the species that they assimilate or find. They don't assimilate anymore, right? Or they won't. This group won't. Unclear. Um, or yeah. maybe they. Maybe it's like op- more opt in. Like, hey, do you want to be assimilated? Yeah, yeah. But they might. You know, they might find some uh, op- more opt in. No, no, no. They might yeah. find some solution to bringing him back based upon how he died or whatever. I don't know. Who knows? Well, they brought Neelix back after he was after seven brought Neelix back. Remember after he was dead for like nineteen hours or something. Oh, immortal coil. I, I yes, yeah, we've mentioned that episode before. It's been up forever since I've seen it. I didn't watch it after the last time you mentioned it. I, last year it was last year. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's, he was yeah. already like going through. Voyager is not my go-to Star Trek. I understand. I'm just uh, saying. Um, um, okay, but it was cool. nice to see him, and yes. I'm sad that he's gonna be. You know, he's probably gone, which is sad. <sighs> yes, but anyway. I'm fine with it. It's fine. Um, cool. Why don't we talk about Gerardi and the Borg Queen? 
Yeah, uh, I'll try to put aside my emotions about Allison Pill for the moment. Okay. And just focus on the episode. Sure. Um, Why don't you do that? All right. <laughs> Let me center myself. Oh, uh, my no. God. Okay. Okay. All right. Sorry, I had to clear my throat. Um, once again, uh, I mean, she just kills it when she has that conversation with the Borg Queen and they're they're two separate entities yes i'm like, I'm glad yes i'm glad they brought back the um, the duality the of dual, that yes, and yes yes uh, i thought that was really great um because she looks disturbing and uh you know she went and got the it's kind of creepy you know it's kind of creepy seeing half naked allison pill going to the freezer where the board queen was and like stealing the uniform or Whatever oh my god, happens. did you notice? I, I don't know. I thought that the um her Borg Queen outfit was very ill-fitting. Like, I don't know. Oh, I didn't notice. It was like I feel it was like too big for her and it was like gonna fall off. Like oh, I Oh interesting. Oh maybe it was just me. I was like looking at it because you I don't the, feel like I agree. It's so skin tight. Like yes, it I was not was, that. It was no. I did not feel I didn't notice that it was did not it looked more like a dress than right. a Borg uniform. Yes, Cree, I totally Cree get that. Was like I could not breathe in that thing. I almost passed out. That's what I usually expect from the Borg Queen outfit. Like it's so tight that like you cannot function. Well, I, I think Annie Wershing like, was, was in gonna, a like fall off her in comparison. I mean, I think Annie Wershing's costume was pretty skin tight. Maybe it not. Is. As, it is. Yeah, exactly. You know, That's so, what I'm saying. So it's kind of confusing that I don't know. Allison was like, I don't want to wear something too skin tight. I don't. Yeah, know maybe, maybe yeah. not. You know. Maybe she did. Had a lot um, of room. I'm just saying. I didn't, you know, I did. I didn't notice it was different, and it didn't look like it was super tight. It wasn't very form fitting. No. Yeah, form fitting. Um, is the word the woman? Um. So, but I thought she. Yeah, I thought that duality, that playing playing off the board queen, was really good. Um. You know, I, it was nice to see that Girardi. I think obviously for the last time, right? That was the last time we see that Girardi. Um, that version of Gerard. That version anyway. of Gerard, yeah. Um, so then, and then it, we get know, something after... like a hybrid at the end, like something new. Yeah, yeah. So then they, yeah, they become a hybrid of of sorts, which is really interesting. Um, so yeah, I think it's um, it's an interesting take on Bo- on Borg life. I mean, this has never happened before. Mm-hmm. Again, this is all from a separate timeline, which means that you know we've created another split in time it's really confusing um, i have to say because this war queen now is now headed toward a delta quadrant and the board are already there so are they is she going to go back to delta quadrant to convince the current collective to change our ways or is she going to create like a new collective that part's going to be unclear that part's unclear to me and i'm not sure we're going to get the answer in the finale um because we know the board exists for sure in the Jota Quadrant, they they're definitely around. Um, yes, in that yeah, in that time frame, sure. yeah, in that ver- yeah, so that version of the Borg, you know, the Borg or the kind of the pure version of Borg is out there, right? The original, um, um, yeah. So and, uh, it's a long time. And in the in our in our twenty fifth century timeline, it appears that the Borg are no longer a thing, or there are, or to what they were saying in season in episode one, they're kind of like you know fragmented or you know they're they're not 
something happened. I don't know if it was like what Janeway okay. did or something. Um, okay, okay. But they're still around. Like they're not like all gone. Um, okay. But at least back in the 21st century, they're still around. So, sure. so she still needs to go back. And then this timeline still keeps on going, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, so this timeline keeps on going uh, to what end that'll be, but somehow I'm... Somehow we still get all the Borg, the bad Borg stuff, because that still needs to happen, right? Locuta still happens, I would imagine. Yeah, right, yeah. Like that shit the... still happens, but I don't so know. So it can't really, yeah, so it's just, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be, yeah. Well, I mean, they did do a, they did break through the time space barrier or whatever. Right. So, so they there, are there from needs uh, some sort of there needs to be some sort of all timeline or I don't know. There is some other multiverse, right? There is some other Very universe that they come from. So there we Very go. Confusing. That's it. Know. Yep. Um uh, I yeah, I, I thought this was interesting. Um the whole thing in terms of the Borg Queen and um what Gerardi was saying to her, it it I mentioned this to you over Slack. It it read very um, destiny to me, if you recall, like the origin of the Borg Queen and like why the Borg Queen has this hunger to assimilate. It, it read totally destiny to me, like because it's out of like this like this unending loneliness and desire for more. Um, yeah. I thought that was that totally that was the first thing I thought of. Um, I, I I'm not sure how convincing it was for literally the Borg Queen's mind to change in like a another two minute conversation. But I'm like, sure. I'm like, maybe Gerardi has like a different angle or because she's in Borg Queen's mind, she knows more. I mean, she obviously, she was able to like, you know, give us the news that like basically the Borg civilization comes to an end in any timeline. Like it's, it's always doomed to fail. Mm-hmm. So that's new news, I suppose. And um I think that for her to maybe hammer that home to the board queen makes the board queen decide, all right, if that's, you know, if my way is not going to work, then it's time to try something new, I guess. Um, yeah. I'm like, I sure. mean, it, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm just I was... not sure of like a two minute conversation again would uh, really be sufficient. That that feels like a many hour conversation, at least. At least yeah, it would be in I real mean... life. I guess they they could talk faster in their brain, you know. Um, you know, you know. But, it's uh, not... I, I certainly can't, you know, convince anyone of anything in two minutes. But whatever. Right. Usually, it takes like an hour at least. Sure. <laughs> or if, at least the work work conversations. It's like about to change someone's mind. I'm just... um, but um, but yeah. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm sad to see Girardi leave. I'm sad to see the Les Serena leave. Which we, you know, we're kind of barreling towards this idea that that ship is this that comes through the the cracking yes. space i was hoping that by now we would be back in the future but we're still stuck in la yeah we are we are very much at least for half of still. the episode we're gonna be stuck in la that's like oh my god oh i think it's gonna be like two-thirds of the episode or three i just want to go back to the future already i know um but what, what, you know, and then what are we going to find in the future? I don't know. know? (laughs) We're going to spend like five minutes on it, basically. We're going to spend like literally no time on it. Um, So yeah, um, we'll have to, we'll have to see, um, 
see how it pans yeah, out. I would love to see the fallout, right? The, the emotional fallout of everything that's happened mm-hmm. and going back. I would love to see, yeah, like, you know, the whole seven thing, like, maybe she's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to try again to join Starfleet. You know, I don't know, like something like that. Like, so, you know, I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but it would be nice to see like, okay, we went through all this, all this shit happened. What do we learn? And now how do we move forward? I mean, I think we still need to go back. To, you know, Picard still needs to go back to the Chateau. The re- there needs to be some sort of emotional lar- resolution with Laris. I don't know, like all that shit. You know, that's all that happen, right? Yeah, that still does need to happen. Um, well, Laris needs to be decided, right? That's, yes. Yes. That is the... Because it was left, hang- um, we left hanging. And, like, you know, like that was not resolved. So mm. hopefully we get that. I think we will, but it's going to feel rushed. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, based upon what I've seen. Is there Q wants? I don't know what Q wants. What does Q yeah. want? Well, you know, I told you my prediction on that. But oh, my God. I um, really don't want to care about season three, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. No, I think it's uh, going to be a major point of season three. Uh, but yeah, I, how are we going to stop Sung? I think we're like, how did Sung ever get back to L.A. before them? You know, all of these things that I just don't know are going to be explained well, but. Um, we'll find oh, yeah. out in How, yeah, 36 hours, dead, guess, you know, um, we'll, yeah, we'll find out in 36 ish hours. Um, which means I do have to rewatch this episode again and take notes before I watch the finale. So it doesn't skew anything. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it was a, I, I mean, it was an action packed episode. Definitely. Well, well, um, well worth the the price of admission um i wish all of the episodes had been like this but wow we can't always you know. get what we want yes i realize so yeah um yeah that's uh so we're we're left with the crew watching the la serena fly away and leaving them there and well, they uh, still get back to la because they have Talents, Talents transporter, but yeah, no. Yes. Song is like, I imagine Song got transported there by the board queen, and now I guess he has a charter or like a flight. I don't know. Or yeah, I don't know. Passport. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. they're they're in fucking France. I don't know. Whatever. I'm sure we won't. We, yeah. I'm sure we won't get the answer. I'm sure it'll be like a detail that's a skip no. over. I'm, it's something that we will be talking about because we did not get the answer. So yeah. to be honest, you know, we're just going to have to face it now. We're not getting the answer. He's just going to be miraculously back in L.A. and causing havoc yeah. for the finale. End of story. Yeah, because how we I got mean, there doesn't matter. Because it was like when they were talking, was it last? Episode? Oh, you know what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? We forgot to talk about. What Girardi slash the board queen tells us. Oh, that's right. Yes. The finale. Yes. So uh, this whole idea, and I forget you, you could probably quote it a little bit better, but one Renee must die and another must live. Yes. That's basically, I, I fell asleep during that scene. Second time oh my gosh. That. But yes, that that's basically the gist. That's the gist of it. So I do not know what that means well so i have a thought on that i am wondering if 
it's very cryptic. It is very cryptic. Yeah, I went and then they kind of looked at each other like Seven and and, um, Rafi kind of looked at each other. And I was like, are neither of you going to ask for clarification? Like neither of them asked for more information, for more detail. My only follow up would be like, excuse me, could you like, can we have a clarifying moment? And can you explain what that means? Versus kind of just leaving us hanging. Yeah. um... But neither of them asked anything I was oh like, my okay. gosh i just realized oh wow oh the possibilities so uh-huh. i mean my theory is that it's it's simple i feel that um someone needs to impersonate um renee and so needs to think that he killed her but yes. renee is actually like on her way to eo or, or europa or wherever Yes. Do you want to know who that's going to be? It's going to be Talon. Yes. Yeah. That's because of her um, ability. Remember, she hides her Romulan ears. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it. That's she, she has. Uh, she has the ability to change her face. So I think that that's what we're going to find is that that's that's how Talon's story is going to end, is with uh, her sacrifice. Protecting, protecting Renee. Which protecting Renee, which is which is her purpose anyway. Right, so that fulfills her fulfills her mission. She looks like that. She she dies at Sung Sands. Somehow Sung but, has got to die. But she and Bakar still need to have like a final conversation as she's dying or something. I don't know that I don't know that we're gonna see that. Um but yeah. Um yeah, so there. There's my prediction. That's uh, yeah. Oh, that's very reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, makes sense. So there we go. I mean, that's her. That does that's make her, sense. That's her, that's her calling. So it make it makes. That's her purpose. Yeah, yes. yeah. And 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 Picard's gonna have a hard time with that because she's the technically she's probably a progenitor of Laris. Oh so yeah. So the real question is, Laris gonna be in the future which would really suck to lose or or love brady in two roles at once i don't know that would really suck um oh man what what happens if they get back to the 25th century they resolve everything in space they picard goes back to the chateau he's looking for laris and he finds jaban there instead of laris (laughs) And what Laris has um, never existed, I guess. Maybe or uh, yeah. There's, like, there's so many like timey whiny problems, but whatever. It's yeah, uh, that would be disappointing. Uh, that would be really that would be complicated, but never. Well, I don't know. It would be actually not very complicated. It would just be very simple. Like she died, and she never had. She never, you know. And there we are. But and then the car can be free to happening. be Beverly. In season three, <laughs> and I'm then yeah, that can all be. You're shipping that, yeah. Ah uh, man, I was so on board with uh, him and Laris getting it together after like, all of this. But anyway. thirty years his junior, I don't know. I don't know what age Beverly is. Well, whatever. Well, so so many th- so many things. True. Well, so many things, so many possibilities, and. Uh, yeah, the finale is coming up. Yeah. All right. Um, and you know what? I'm 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 ready for this adventure to kind of come to an end. 
I've been ready like uh, episodes ago. I know you have, but I, I'm. This could like, have been an eight episode season, and it could have been much tighter. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, been. Yes. Oh my god. Definitely. Or they could have expanded different things and cut different things, and like I think it would have been. Or they more, could have gone. Would, I, we could be back to the future now, and then they could have. You know, there's more fallout sure. that they need to figure out then, but that's yeah. not what we're. That's yeah. not what we're getting. So we're not getting. So we are where we are. All right. Well, there we go. All right. Cool. All right. Well, that was another long episode. Um, well, <laughs> um, Mike, do you want to talk a little bit about our sponsor? Absolutely. So Fansets is the exclusive sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Truck Geeks Podcast Network. And uh, they just released a new badge, a new magnetic or pin collectible uh, collectible. Uh, the motion Star Trek, the motion picture magnetic Delta or Delta pin. Um, and uh, mine is on its way. Um, They're going to have a field I, day with Stranger Worlds, by the way. Like there's so many pins. that are gonna Oh, have. yeah. So many pins. Yes, I'm sure they are. Uh, but head on over to fans. That's you can see the new magnetic Delta from the motion picture, you can see the new Enterprise uh, 1701A Masterships, which is a beautiful pin. I have mine. It's gorgeous. It's heavy duty. It's uh, it's just great. Or you can get some Mission Chicago pins, whether you were there or not. Uh, or these new Admiral pins uh, from the Wrath of Khan. So plus a whole bunch more. I mean, they have you know Lieutenant junior grade Matt from Lower Decks. They have Adira from Discovery Season 3, and they have Luxana Troy, plus a whole bunch of others. Uh, head on over to Fansets. Put a bunch of pins in your cart. If you put more than $30 in your cart, which if you get uh, that Master Ships XL Enterprise pin, it will do that for you. Um, you can get that for with free shipping. Uh, and uh, if you use the code TrekGeeks, all one word, you're going to get 10% off your order. And we want to thank Fansets for being the exclusive sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Um, we would love for everyone to write us a great review on your platform of choice. Um, if you like this episode and want to hear more, um, please give us a four or five star review and we'll really appreciate that. Um, you can also reach us um, on social media and on email. You can send us a DM or send us a message on Instagram and Twitter at dspacepride. And then you can also email us at dspacepride at gmail.com. All right. Well, another there episode we in the can. There we go. Um, Mike, you are also going on vacation next week, aren't you? Yes, but we'll still, uh, yes, but we still have a plan for recording. Yes, we'll just do it. At, uh, we have, time. we have it all. We have it. We have our, our whole map done for recordings this month. So. Yes, you have invites on your calendar. Yes, I, I've, I've accepted them all. They are in my calendar yes, yes. for recording. So yes, yes, yes before yes. I go away, we will be recording next week's episode. And and I'm not going far. We're just going to Fire Island. Um, all those underwear for parties? For a few days. 
No, there's no underwear party. We're we're not even staying in Fire Island, Fire Island. We're staying somewhere else. Wow. Um, because there are many communities in on Fire Island. I don't even know. So, it's not even like is it even prime season Fire Island right now? No, not at all. I mean, it's early early May. Come yeah, on, it's no, too cold. It's yeah. But uh, we're introducing Hamish to sand and beach, which will be interesting. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. He's going to have like a field um, day. He is going to have a field day. And um, yeah, so it'll be good. And and just to be out of the concrete jungle of New York City will be good, too. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. They have Wi-Fi, but I don't know how good it is. So it'll be interesting to see if my how good my Zooming is from there. I do have some meetings, obviously, and things to do from there but we'll see what happens what happens um yeah so it will be what it will be so yes we're recording before i leave and uh yeah we'll get to talk about the picard season finale and the premiere of strange new worlds for real we'll talk about the premiere episode yes and uh yeah we'll do that all next week on deep space pride cool all right thanks everyone Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week. Bye. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.